how can I continue to do my job as artist today, giving the imprints of the human activity using technology? This is one of the problematic, the paradox I hold today. And this is a reason why I, I wanted to go in uh, San Francisco to, to question, to shift my gaze, to push my practice to its limits. From New York to San Francisco, Houston to Chicago, the residents of Villa Albertine have traversed the United States. Here, they look back on their journeys into the arts and ideas. Their visits were supported by Villa Albertine, which has connected French talents and the American cultural scene since 2021. Come and join me as we meet some of the artists and thinkers shaping the culture of tomorrow. I'm Rachel Donadio, and you're listening to Coast to Coast, a podcast series produced by Villa Albertine and Paradiso Media. Our guest today is Claire Barden. One half of the duo Claire Bay and Adrian M, artists who work at the crossroads of visual and performing arts. Their work questions the boundaries between technology and human experience. As a resident of Villa Albertine, Claire traveled to Silicon Valley to explore how artists can use technology to connect and to develop a poetic language. Claire, I'm curious to ask you a little bit about your work and if you can describe in words the questions that you're trying to answer in work that involves the interaction of technology and and humans. I am a visual artist. I have a background in graphic design and scenography. And uh, I am, for years, passionate about the link between image, space, and imaginary realms. I create shows and installations in the field of visual and performing arts. We have been a creative duo with Adrien Mondo since uh, 2010, and uh, we are working as artistic directors within our company, Adrien M. Eclermé. What are some of the questions that your work aims to ask? I could say that in my work, I put digital tools in the service of the living to make theater, to create live moments shared by the living. But <laughs> I feel today something like a paradox um, for some time now. I have been troubled by a problematic that touched and the foundation of my practice in relation with the ambivalence of technology. And the question is, is it really possible as an artist to use technological tools to develop a singularity in writing, to promote poetic, non-productive experiences, when with the same technology, no positive socio-political organization is at play. I mean, is it possible to use technology with a more nuanced lens, taking into account problems and valuing human activity and living things? And how can I continue to do my job as artist today, giving the imprints of the human activity using technology? This is one of the problematic, the paradox. I hold today. And this is a reason why I, w- I wanted to go in uh, San Francisco to, to question, to shift my gaze, to push my practice to its limits. And so you went to San Francisco, which is the epicenter of so much of the 
technological and in some ways philosophical developments of of recent decades. I'm curious what your experience was like there. California is such a strange place. It's a land of contrasts between great technological, futuristic thinking, environmental catastrophe, environmental thinking. Tell me a little bit about what that experience was like. Yes, I perceive the Silicon Valley as the l'œil du cyclone, the eye of the storm, namely the place and the planet where most of the technologies are designed. And for me, it's also the kingdom of uh, techno-optimism. You can feel there that uh, people think that technology will save the world. So it's really like an utopian cauldron. But it's also a territory of contrast. And I chose two opposites. On one side, I was in contact with these technologies and people that think that technology can save the world. And on the other side, I was really interested by the eco-feminism. And um, I felt it like a source of inspiration and like a counterpoint, I mean. And uh, for me, it's really, it was really interesting to meet people and to talk about this question of technologies in art from these two kind of point of view. I'm curious to hear more about that. When you talk about the utopian aspect of California, Silicon Valley, this thinking that technology will save the world, it's a question of whether it'll save the world or whether it will destroy the world. Yeah. My first uh, observation was this Google driveless electric cars modeling the city in 3D. It was amazing for me. Because I live in a little city in Drôme, in south of France, and uh, I'm not used of this uh, huge presence of technologies in the, in the city. And uh, the ballet of Amazon Prime trucks and uh, everything pay, everybody paying with uh, Apple Pay. It's like if we are already cyborgs. But on the same time, there is a huge presence of nature also in the city with uh, strong uh, red roots and uh, the power of uh, ocean. And uh, I understand why 40 years ago, this woman uh, like uh, Donna Arway, Starhawk, uh, starting to think about ecofeminism, it's really an interesting counterpoint for me. The ecofeminists of 40 years ago. That's so interesting to me. Do you feel like those worlds of ecofeminist thinking and utopian, I think like tech bro guys of Silicon Valley determining how technology will shape our lives, do those worlds ever interact at all? Sincerely, I don't think so. <laughs> but maybe I should have stayed longer to see the interaction. But I know that Donna Arroy as a very known researcher in the uh, University of Santa Cruz, she has always thinking that the cyborg can meet uh, the nature. And it was also uh, a problematic. But uh, I like the way she talks about uh, the trouble. And uh, this very known book, Staying with the Trouble, is for me uh, a book that changed my way of thinking. And I also, I can also... Um, say that I am celebrated a Norton Equinox ritual with Star Oak on Zoom. So it was this mix of something very ritual, very symbolic and very ancestral. 
but on Zoom with hundreds of women spread around the world. And this is this mix, this uh, very special mix that interests me. That's very California. There's a kind of hippie connect to nature side, and then there's the driverless cars. I can say that this trip participated into my ecophany, ecological epiphany. Oh, tell me more. It's the revelation from inside about ecological crises and concerns. And you experienced that viscerally when you were in California because of the climate, the environment? Yes, because of the dimensions of the territory. And because in France, uh, we are not used to this kind of extreme. You feel it more in a deeper way. When I was there in September in uh, 22, but the first train for months, and it was incredible. People was so happy. It's very ancient and very futuristic at the same time. Yeah, we live in a paradox. <laughs> And uh, about people who want to go to the moon, it's one of the starting point of our next project. I used this residency time in San Francisco to write the note of intent for our next project. And uh, it was like, okay, some want to go to Mars. And where I prefer to go, I don't want to go to Mars. I don't think that going to Mars is the solution. I don't think technology will save the world. And it was like a, a radical way of uh, finding my own position on that. And so I discovered that I prefer to go in love. So this is the subject and the intent of our next project. So you'd rather fall in love than go to Mars? Is that what you're no, saying? No, it's not fall in love, it's go in love. I mean love like a territory, like a space like a color, like a shared spirit, a shared space. And this is the way we are working on our, our next project that will be performed and showed in Philharmonie de Paris in uh, 2024. Uh, it's an immersive and interactive experience and we want people to attend to the sound and image performance, but like in a symbolic experience, a symbolic transformation, like a ritual with technologies. So we use technologies to create a sense of all. That's my only goal. That's a terrific goal. So it's a space of connection and of warmth and of human interaction and of collective positivity as opposed to using technology to go to another planet. Yeah, that's the way I want to use technology. That's the only way I, I want to do it because I, it has to be worth it. And uh, it's my question today. If I use this technology, it's always in the sense of sobriety and sovereignty and uh, trying to answer to this question. It has to be worth it. With the pandemic, we've all used technology to try to connect to people in other cities and other places. You and I right now, we're speaking through a screen. I can see you there. But I, I wonder, too, how it has really divided us even further. I think the questions that you're addressing in your work are some of the most fundamental questions of what it means to be alive on Earth today. Art is one of human activities. We can develop with this sense of responsibility 
is it useful for us, but us as an ecosystem with uh, every species? And what is the impact? I've read so much lately about AI, artificial intelligence, and chat GPT. And I wonder if you got the sense that when you talk to people in Silicon Valley, that they understood that what they were creating had real-world implications for human and human interaction, or whether it just seemed like this intellectual exercise and there wasn't a sense of the moral consequences? It's a good question and uh, difficult to answer. I feel that uh, today there is like a, a battle of imaginary. And people who put ChatGPT as uh, the new oracle, they really think that, I think. They really think that uh, it can help and change uh, the world in the direction that conveys to them. <laughs> it's always about subjectivity. We have a big balloon and uh, I see a part of the balloon and you see the other part. I don't see at all the same thing that you, but we have the same balloon. Did you come back from California more optimistic or more pessimistic? <laughs> more pessimistic, definitely. But with a huge uh, energy to take my responsibility and do my job in the best way I can. I came back from there with uh, the sensation to be uh, awakened. Awakened, more alert and aware of yeah. the, of the yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep a very beautiful uh, memory of my meeting with Steve Raspa, uh, the co-founder of the Burning Man Festival, this festival uh, which is a temporary city in the desert. And we talked about the ways of living immediacy and how to seek to limit human activity to what is worthwhile. It was a very beautiful moment for me. Great to hear about your work. Claire, thank you so much. Yeah, have a nice day. Thanks for listening to Coast to Coast, a podcast series produced by Villa Albertine and Paradiso Media and hosted by Rachel Donadio. If you want to learn more about the residents of Villa Albertine, listen to it wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our channel, States. And if you liked it, leave a rating and spread the word. You can also follow us on social media and click on the link in the description of the episode.